Tapes. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Hi, this is Jeff Joyner. You might know me as Coaster Dad or Logan's Dad from Coaster Kids. You're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everyone? My name is Clint Novak, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast on Podbean. I accept the Coaster Challenge. 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 Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? What is the Coaster Challenge? A group of regular people that went from fearful to fearless, all from riding roller coasters. So please secure your hats and glasses. It's time to take the Coaster Challenge with your hosts, David Cantu and J.D. Prescott. Hey, how's it going, J.D.? It's going great, David. How are you? Tired. <laughs> tired. Very tired, man. Talk about uh, May has been a pretty busy month. Very busy month so. with work, family. Um, just, But it's good to be busy. Um, I'd rather be busy than, be, than being bored. So True. But how about you? How have you been doing? Uh, work has been keeping me very, very busy. Isn't it nice to hear us say we're staying very, very busy? Yes. It's nice, isn't it? I mean, after the past year we've had. So, but uh, yeah, we've got a really awesome uh, episode for for everyone today. Uh, we got uh, Jeremy, who runs uh, Buckeye Coasters on uh, YouTube, and he also has Twitter and Instagram. He goes all over the country and visits uh, theme parks and does all kinds of awesome stuff. And uh, he's just, and also got a really good friend of mine, and uh, it's an honor to have him on the show today. Welcome to the show, Jeremy. Yep, Iva's standing by with Jeremy, but first, we're going to do our little segment called the YouTube Clip of the Week. All right, so there's a... JD found a really interesting YouTube clip that uh, I would say is something I don't think anybody should ever, ever do on a roller coaster. Would you like to like to talk a little more about this one, JD? Yes, it's 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 an older video. It's six years old, but still, it's it's funny. But it's it's something that you shouldn't do. You shouldn't really do it. Yes, I believe the video that when you sent me the clip, it was called the a couple breaks up on a roller coaster, the worst breakup ever. And it just so happened that this clip, the roller coaster, so the boyfriend is breaks up with his girlfriend right after and on the one coaster you and I know very well of, and that is Goliath over at Six Flags Magic Mountain. Yep. Right at our home park here. And so this guy is completely terrified of roller coasters. He is just you know frightened going up the lift hill oh yeah he's and clawing at the at the pad in front of him he's just trying to hold on for dear life yeah he was like hugging the lap bar and as they went through that 255 foot drop all of a sudden as they came through the tunnel he's like i want to break up with you <laughs> and i'm like wow it's like i've never ever seen anybody who would break up with their girlfriend while riding a roller coaster i think that is that is something you do not I do no you do not do you have the whole day at the park and then it's just just sitting next to her is already at that point is you can see on the video her face go from smiles having a great time to complete and utter devastation and hearing her saying in the middle of the ride what did you say i mean it's like yeah part of it for some people could be funny but for for for, for, for me, her. yeah, I mean, that is not, that's not cool. 
and uh but yeah and then to put it on youtube though yeah i mean that is just i will tell folks yes people are afraid to get on a roller coaster i'm one i was one of those people but you know i was with my girlfriend at magic mountain she tried to get me on viper she had me close just like how you almost jd almost had me close on california screaming and but i never broke up with my girlfriend no i was honest with her i said i just could not do it but you know what i i I loved her dearly and i was not gonna let a roller coaster break up a relationship yeah that's so that's pretty petty i think the reason of this highlight clip of the week is we need to let people know those that are afraid to ride roller coasters and if you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend i think the one lesson first rule rule when you decide to get on a roller coaster or if they peer pressure you to get on a roller coaster do not break up with your <laughs> do not break up with, with your them significant on, other yeah on a roller coaster um there are a lot of better ways if your relationship's not working out you need to do it something something else besides not on in public that's for sure yeah uh so but we wanted to highlight this wheel because this is a lesson for everyone do not break up with your boyfriend or girlfriend on a roller coaster that is just ridiculous it is and the worst part is you can hear everyone else at the end of the video you can hear everyone screaming cheering they had a great time but then you can see how awkward between the two of them it was just complete awkwardness silence oh yeah it was complete silence between the two of them and they ended up splitting like she went one direction and he just sat there in the train yeah she just got up and left yeah and so that is in me that is just deep sadness to see something like that but i mean that is just sorry guys one lesson rule if you're going to get on a roller coaster with your boyfriend or girlfriend like i said do not break up if you're that scared to get on a roller coaster you do not go off and say you want to break up with your with your significant other yeah that is just wrong but we wanted to highlight this video of the week because it i feel it's important to remind everybody there are more important things in life in life that breaking up on a roller coaster is not one of them breaking up over a roller coaster is i mean if you love them you wouldn't do that even if you're terrified exactly so this would be the highlight youtube video clip of the All right, so we got a very special episode here today. Iva is standing by. She is with Jeremy from Buckeye Coasters. And so take it away, Iva. Thank you, David and JD. Hi, this is Iva from Ohio. We have a great show for you today. Our special guest, along with his family, travel to various parks and more, then share their experiences with their followers. Him and his co-founder and partner, Steve Hardwig, make sure to post updates via, via their social media channels. Please welcome to Coaster Challenge Podcast, the owner and founder of Buckeye Coasters, Jeremy Augenstein. Hey guys, how are you? Thank you for being with us tonight, Jeremy. Yeah, we're doing, doing very well, my friend. It's good to see you again. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be uh, part of your uh, podcast, so thank you. Well, I hope we're going to have a really fun fun episode, and Iva's got a lot of fun questions for you, and uh, can't wait to get started in this conversation. So, Yep, sounds good. All right, you ready, Buckeye? Yep, I'm ready. All right, my first question I have for you tonight is, what is your favorite coaster? My favorite coaster, um, I might get some hate for this, because I will not say Steel Vengeance, but it is Fury 325. Oh, no hate there. Fury 325 is one of the best all-around coasters I've ever been on, so... 
and I'm now at 210 different coasters that I've ridden. So I think I have a good right. sample size right now. <laughs> you so. and I are in the same line on coaster credits right now, which is good. So that's yeah, awesome. yeah, we're really excited. My daughter keeps hers too, and she actually hit her 125th while we were at Dollywood two weekends ago. So that was pretty nice. exciting as well. Awesome. I'm nine credits ahead of you both. <laughs> I'm hoping to make a change on that this year when I go to Florida. So Same. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping to make a change to mine as well when I hopefully make it to Texas this summer. Yeah. So Last year was hard because I couldn't do anything. I, I did get some new credits. West Coast Racers, Orion, Dollywood was all new credits for me last year. But I should have had a lot more because I usually do like two or three trips a year, especially when the summer starts, spring, summer, fall. But the whole COVID thing really threw a wrench in all of our plans i guess you can all say mm -hmm. so. yeah i mean in 2019 i visited 32 different parks and water parks so last year was a huge uh, awakening when we weren't able to visit hardly any parks at all you I were say, to oh i was briefly um he says fury fury is one of my favorite giga coasters it's my number one giga um i will say steel vengeance is my number one me of course being from the west coast but I'm an RMC guy. I love love RMC, but I would say Fury falls in my number two overall most favorite coaster. Yeah. And see, so you and I swap spots. I pretty much feel that Steel Vengeance is number two, but Fury is something that, as an engineer, too, with the engineering background, I just completely 100%. It's an all around great coaster. All right. So I have to ask, you know, with Fury being your number one coaster, how many other Giga coasters have you rode? I know you've rode an Orion. Orion, Millennium Force, and I-305. Okay, so you're so. still missing Leviathan. Correct. And that was one of our trips scheduled for the 2020 season. And unfortunately, we weren't able to hit up Canada's Wonderland. So as long as the borders reopen and everything, we hope to go back up there this summer. Crossing our fingers on that. Yeah, so I, I, haven't, have... I haven't even gotten to Canada's Wonderland. I'm, it's a I, nice part. It's the same thing. I've ridden every Giga coaster except Leviathan. It's like I need to get up there and ride it so I can say I've ridden all the Gigas in North America. <laughs> so. I agree. I I'm really excited to visit that park too. Um, Iva shared a lot with me uh, when Yokon Strikers Media Day. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to go, but what I saw from those pictures and what I see from Grace, their PR uh, director, it looks like a phenomenal park. Yeah. yeah, it's a gorgeous park, and I will say that. Along with Leviathan and Yukon Striker, my other favorite one there was Behemoth. I loved Behemoth. It was right on the water. And you're going up that lift hill and you can see the uh, outline of the Toronto skyline. Beautiful. That's really neat. Mm -hmm. So with you riding four out of the five gigas, what is your uh, list of least favorite to favorite giga coasters then? Um, let's see. I would say Millennium Force is probably my favorite. And then, uh, or it would be Fury, then Millennium Force, and then uh, I-305 is at the bottom of the list just because of how intense it is. Mm -hmm. um, I just, it's very, it's a very intense coaster, fun coaster, don't get me wrong, but out of the ones that I've ridden, yeah, it would be at the bottom of the list. And then Orion would be the third third one. So Yeah, I've heard a lot of people say the same thing about I-305, and I do agree. It's a very intense run. It is fun, like you said. Best time ride is at night, too. Love oh, I agree. I agree. I rode it like eight times at night when we were there. So 
because usually by that time of the night too, you're able to just walk on the ride to usually or stay on because the line dies out by then. Mm-hmm. So what was your first coaster you ever rode? First coaster outside of the fairground coasters that you see at the fairgrounds was Sea Dragon at Columbus Zoo, so Zoo and Aquarium, which recently, to note, just got some retracking done to preserve it as being the oldest wood coaster in Ohio, so that's pretty mm-hmm. good. Nice. Yeah, I was able to ride that for the very first time last summer when we went to the zoo. It's a neat little yeah. ride. It's a, it's a great coaster for your transitional child who's going from small to bigger coasters i think it's a great coaster for that along with just families enjoying it in general so how old were you when you wrote it i was eight years old eight years old yeah and then i had and then i hadn't i hadn't rode any more coasters until i went started working at king's island in 2001 um because I ended up coming off Sea Dragon and throwing up. So I, <laughs> the first time I ever, <laughs> first time I ever wrote it. So um, I was kind of scarred for life there for a while. And then I got my job at Kings Island as a ride operator. And it's been a long, amazing road since with coasters and attractions and stuff at the parks. I think that's the one thing I haven't done in my career was. I never got to work for the theme parks to be a ride operator or just just being in the park in general, right? Or working at a concession stand or working at one of the gift shops. Um, everyone's like, well, you can still do it, do it part-time. And it's like, yeah, but I love my parks here in the West Coast. But if I had to pick a park I would love to work for, I would love to work for Cedar Point, Kings Island, Dollywood, uh, Carowinds, Kings Dominion. I go, there's so many great parks Bush Gardens, Williamsburg. I would love to work at any of those parks just just to get the experience. What it's like to be on the other side as a worker versus a enthusiast. You know. So. Yeah, I, I would I would tell you that my six years there were probably some of the best and fun years of my life. I mean, I didn't really do stuff um, in the summer or anything other than work. From I put my application in, I turned. Uh, 15 or 16 in June, I turned my application in. And as soon as I turned 16, I started working there. And it was six amazing years after that. And I only I only stopped working there because um, due to my degree, we do cooperative education. So there was no way that I could continue with doing co-op on the off terms, every other term and doing school um, the other remainder quarter so or i'd probably be there still doing it today as a part-time job to be honest with you <laughs> I, I i'm still contemplating like like i could probably go to magic mountain right now and they'll probably hire me in a heartbeat but i mean i honestly I, i'm a big not Berry farm person i guess i'm more love for cedar fair you know not yeah. trying to be biased it's just just uh just what i see how the employees are between six flags and cedar fair for some reason the employees at cedar fair seem to really love just love their job there and it sounds like they're a giant family. So that's the kind of uh, kind of job places like I currently have now is family run. So it's like the whole family environment is very important in a, I feel it's a very important thing in a career, you know, yeah. that family-based relationship with your, whoever you work with. Yeah, I, I can say there is so many people that I worked with as a supervisor, people under me that I still talk to today all the time. I mean, we stay in touch. My operation managers and stuff stay in touch with them as well. So um, I, it's truly a family in the end. You're part of a society, in my opinion, at that point, once you've worked there. So I have to ask this question, and then mm-hmm. I know I want Iva to be able to continue 
the long, the whisk questions. So be, there, I know that when you work in the theme park industry, they have that family base where you all know each other, just like you just said. And mm-hmm. then in the coaster enthusiast community, we are like a, a family as well. I'm just wondering, do you consider both sides one giant family or do you consider them two separate, two separate families? For me, it's one family because those guys are doing it for the passion too. A lot of the people that I met at the park isn't doing it for just the job portion of it. They're doing it because they have a love for the park. Uh, we, we have a friend of ours who she just recently went and interviewed in maintenance because she wants to go down that route and she got the job in maintenance. So seeing things like that, enthusiasts wanting to live out their careers at the park too. I know many of people who still work at the park today who they're in their 60s and work in the parks and that's pretty amazing. So that my wife always teases me because she said, when you retire, you're going to be working at the parks, aren't you? And I said, yep, if there's a spot on the train or something I could work on, so be it. Yeah, it's just, it's like a theme park. It, like it's one of our previous episodes where we discuss about theme park magic. And part of that magic in the theme parks is the, the staff of the parks. And that's why Disney, Universal, SeaWorld, they're all, especially Disneyland, Disneyland or Disney as a company, their theme parks, the staff, they're all like family. They love their job mm-hmm. and they really get into character and they just the passion they got. And, and a lot of people said, it's not the pay we're worried about, even though I struggle, but I just love being here. There's just mm-hmm. this level of magic that just brings joy to people's hearts. And especially in times that we've been in this past year, I mean, this is something that we've been seeing down in the past of how our country and the world has been. But when it comes to like going to the theme parks and or working for them or just being around people for the love, either enthusiasts or not, it's just like this magic out there that makes people better. You see a good side of somebody when they're when they step foot on into a park, which is real magical and, and it, it changes people's lives for the better, in my opinion. So, yeah, I mean, Iva can probably attest to this too. We went to, we both attended the uh, winter walkthrough event at Kentucky Kingdom mm-hmm. back on the 20th. And it almost brought tears to my eyes seeing some of the people that I haven't seen in over a year. Just, it was just good being back with those people again. And it's, uh, it's like, you know, we never, you know, we didn't take that year off. We just, you know, start off back where we left off too. It's, you know, and yeah. you know, the other thing too, you were talking David about the different parks, you know, that has the, that special magic. All three of you can attest to, um, like you said, with Kentucky Kingdom being in a Hershens park, the Hershen mm-hmm. parks are wonderful with their employees just being very personal with the guests and making their experiences, you know, a memorable one, silver dollar city and, all, all of us have gone to Dollywood, you know, all of their employees go above and beyond for their guests every day. And it shows, and you can, it really does. And you can, oh yeah, you can tell that they, uh, they are there for their owners and they'll do whatever they need to for the owners and the guests. They love their job. It's not like they, I didn't see a single person opening weekend who looked like they we're just putting the paces in just to put the paces in as people would say, or as, um, the people legitimately love their jobs and care about us, the guests as well at the same time, which makes a very awesome um, experience. Yeah. 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 I'm definitely excited for the future of Kentucky Kingdom because of that. I agree. All right. So my next question for you then is what is the one coaster that scared you the most? Okay. Kings Island fans. I'm going to say it. Firehawk. 
I rode Firehawk uh, when it was at Geauga Lake and at Kings Island. Um, the Geauga Lake, when I rode it, I didn't feel the way I felt now, and that was years ago, obviously, because Geauga Lake's been closed. We, op- we literally rode it the year it opened. And uh, so that would be it. I don't know what it is, but I just do not feel... I know that I'm secure. Engineer mind, I know I'm convinced I'm 100% secure in those seats. But for some reason, I just don't feel <laughs> locked in all the way on the the flyer. So That's the one ride but, I have not got a chance to experience. But I did get to experience its sister coaster, Nighthawk, over at yeah. Kings. And that, was, that used to be at California's Great America mm-hmm. back in the day. I forgot what they had it originally named. It was the uh, Star Trek ride, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, I think it was the Star Trek ride when it was at California Great America, and then they re-themed it back to that for Carowinds. Yeah, but I, I yeah, I agree. I mean, now I I say I would say it's like the opposite of a BNM flyer. BNM yeah. flyer takes you up in the air. This one lays you on your back, and then you go flying. So for some reason, I enjoy the BNM flyers a little more than the. I'm Nighthawk. <laughs> I'm a big, big fan of the BNM Flyers. Yeah, my favorite one's Manta. I love Manta. Manta mm-hmm. is my favorite as well for now until I ride another one and see how that goes. Manta, I guess all three of us are unanimous on being our most favorite BNM Flyer, but I will say my second is my home park in Tatsu because Tatsu is probably the bigger BNM Flyer mm-hmm. than, you know, I've ridden Superman over at Six Flags over Georgia. So, yeah, I've only written three, yeah, three, three B&M flyers, but Tatsu, very intense ride, especially when you go through that loop and uh, you're, the G-force is strong with that one. Too. Right. Force um, is strong with that ride. <laughs> its former name was Stealth. Stealth, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, that's what its name was. Yeah, so, so that's, that's, that's my kryptonite is Firehawk. So I wasn't mm-hmm. too sad to see it. I wasn't so sad to see it go. So it so went out you- in a blaze of glory. Literally, <laughs> sure did. Just literally, for sure. So, were you scared of it when you first rode it at Geauga Lake as X Flight? Like, was it like the feeling of it? Like, were you peer pressured into going it with friends and family? Like, how were you feeling? It was. It was. So we went there as a family trip, and uh, my sister and I rode it. And I, it was in two thousand two, I think. 2001 it was right right when it had opened up that within its first few years of opening and i I don't remember it being i don't remember being as like uh nervous as i was on riding firehawk again because i there there had been some years in between those so yeah i don't know firehawk just (laughs) for some reason it just got me it was like a one you know how you have that coaster that you ride each year once and then one, you're done for the year one and done yep firehawk Fire firehawk was the one and done for me i'd read it <laughs> once when i in the year and then no more after that i've been saying yeah. it in previous episodes and i will say it again i will say my most least favorite coaster i've shocked everybody they thought i was going to say a vacoma slc or a boomerang i said nope i said it's kitty hawk over at carowinds horrible <laughs> ride for a kitty ride that goes 25 miles an hour and you get severe head banging on that there's something terribly wrong (laughs) 
yeah, that was bad. a one and done for me. One and done, and I was I had a headache when I got off that ride. I had to get some aspirin for that ride. <laughs> so yeah, I believe it. Yeah, usually my one and dones are those old uh, arrow loopers like Vortex or Carolina Cyclone. I'm not a fan of those just because of the restraints. Or uh, Tennessee Tornado. Yeah, I rode that for the first time after like three years. And yeah, I was not happy. I decided to ride it again. It, it brought back Vortex memories for me. Yeah. With the head banging. So. Yeah, as of, we're going up the lift hill on it, you know, when we're overhearing the really loud lift chain, my husband's looking over me. He's like, you wanted to ride this, remember? I said, yeah, I'm regretting <laughs> it now. Ugh, we do those stupid things, you know? <laughs> so how did... X flight slash Firehawk make you feel when you got off of it? Were you just glad you were done with it and absolutely oh. relieved I was back to earth <laughs> and standing on ground after riding that thing? It's it's something else. So that was the one least favorite. Mm-hmm. So one thing about Mission with Coaster Challenge, what this podcast is doing, and um, like this is not a me too product here this podcast is on a Mm -hmm. mission because i think the three of us can agree that this past year i have never seen so much fear anxiety and stress in people i've ever seen since this pandemic begun and even though coastal challenge has been around for over five years i thought we were doing a good job helping one person at a time be able to break their fears just by getting on a roller coaster recently in an episode i had interviewed jeff joiner from coaster kids and he kind of mentioned the same thing they thought the coaster kids was doing a great job helping kids be able to break their fears but then it took a pandemic to really show that fear is alive and well out there and it looks like we have a lot of work and it's a it sounds like it's going to be a battle that's going to need everyone to step up um i was going to say what was the one ride that you really had to face your fears on, but you 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 took the courage to to get on it. I am going to go with the famous flat ride Windseeker. Windseeker, uh, I can do the drop towers where I'm completely in the full restraint down down and across the chest. Drop zone type of ride, drop tower now doesn't um, phase me, mm-hmm. but Windseeker still today just gets me. It, and so I so it was it's one that I have to overcome the fear, like you said. And just ride it like last year when or the year before when they were doing Orion construction and stuff. That was some of the only ways that you could see the Orion construction. So I had to tell myself, hey, if you want to see this, you got to go ride it. Um, And we have that we have that with our kids too. like our kids. When we go to parks, they may say they don't want to ride it. But we talk to them about it and stuff and get them on it once at least just to just to help them out there. Um, to figure out what they like, but also just to face that fear. Cause I know Hayden at first, my son, he's six years old. He got to ride his first 48 inch rides at Dollywood this year. Cause he just, he just grew to 48 over the off season. And I took him, walked him over, stood there, showed him the ride and everything. And then he finally went up and rode it. So nice. Tennessee tornado. So, um, I encourage people to give it a try once. Like you yeah. said, you can, you can always have a one and done coaster. And, but yeah, I encourage people to work their way up to, I, um, I had a surgery in February that, um, I was really worried about when going back to the parks. So I just worked my way up um, because I didn't know what my body could take after the changes that I've gone through since my surgery. And I took little baby steps up to the bigger coasters in the end, which would have, which was lightning rod in the end at Dollywood. But 
I worked my way up and that's how, that's how I came overcame that fear of, am I going to be okay on the ride after the surgery? Am I going to be? So I encourage everybody to do what you do. And uh, I, I still remember Hayden, we met you guys up at Tennessee tornado and he just came running down that exit ramp mm-hmm. and he's like, I got, rode a ride that my sick sister was too chicken to ride. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he, uh, yeah, both, both our kids, they get pretty, pretty, um, I don't know what you want to say, shy about riding maybe. Um, but in the end, when they come off them, they typically like them, but me or my wife being there talking to them showing them one thing i do personally for my family is i always check my son and daughter's bar for them their restraints because i'm a former ride operator but also i think that gives them some reassurance that everything's okay as well so so i i'm gonna ask i'm gonna ask this one question i know iva has on her list but I, since we're talking in the fear and stuff, so what is the one coaster you've written that has really made an impact in your life for the better? For the better. Hmm. Probably Top Thrill Dragster at Cedar Point. Um, I had a real, I hadn't gone on anything over 210 feet or whatever prior to riding that. Magnum XL was my, was my tallest coaster that I ever rode up to that point. I hadn't ridden Millennium Force yet either because at the time that we went up there for the first time, I wasn't really that much. I wasn't going for those extreme coasters yet, but Top Thrill Dragster was definitely the one where I had to overcome that. Yeah. Top Thrill Dragster, you're like many guests we've had on this podcast have all said, I hear Top Thrill Dragster a lot. Top Thrill Dragster really has made an impact in people's lives. It's made an impact on me. It is the fastest launch coaster I've been on to date. I haven't even been on King Ka yet. And I will say, I've been on quite a few launch coasters. I've been on this sister coaster accelerator at Knott's. Um, it's other sister coaster, California Screaming. That was an Intamin launch, but it's not as, those are not as fast as Top Throw Dragster. But yeah, that really made, I think that like took a lot of like deep fears from heights, mm-hmm. just the speed. Um, yeah. All in one shot. Um, I can tell you, everybody I've heard, they've all got stories. Now, I've always been hearing out in the community. I'm pretty sure we're all social media people here. We all have our own individual channels and stuff. And and we always hear the lovely chatter in the coast community, how much, you know, people diss Top Throw Dragster lately. There's a lot okay. of people that don't, don't seem to love it. I don't know why. It's But I will tell you up front, I love that ride. When I go to Cedar oh, Point, I, I look forward to Top Throw Dragster. And the one thing I will, I want to experience, and Iva knows it. We've set, talked about oh. it in many episodes. But let me ask roll you, Jeremy, back. have you gotten a rollback on Top Throw Dragster? I have not. I actually, it's really funny. I went with some friends when we were working at, when KI shuts down the last two weeks in August, Cedar Point usually stays open. So when we were back, when I was working at the park, me and a bunch of friends would always go up during those weeks because we weren't doing anything. And my one friend that went with me, it rolled back on him twice in one day, two different times in a day. And I wasn't on the coaster with him. I was somewhere else with somebody else riding. And yeah, but I want to experience the same thing. <laughs> I, I had that same, uh, same situation. Well, similar thing. Like last time was 2019. I was at Cedar Point and I decided I wanted to get the front row. 
I like the back and the front. Mm -hmm. Both sides of the train, to me, are good. You get the great view in the front. You get that last, that acceleration feel and that intensity in the back. But I decided to wait in the front, so I had to wait a little bit longer for the to get the front row. Well, yeah. the train, when I finally got on the train, the train ahead got the rollback, and I was on the next train. I was like, okay, darn it. I missed that. And then yeah. my train goes. We got to the top just slowly, and I was like, oh, we might get it. Nope. We went all the way through, and I was like, darn. <laughs> Yeah, but I will make it my personal challenge. I will go to Cedar Point every year if I have to, and I will marathon Top Show Dragster if I have to until I get a rollback. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's that's where I, it helped me conquer the fear of heights. I mean, like Drop Tower, I would ride occasionally, but I feel I mean I'm completely in. But Top Throw Dragster just gives you that amazing feeling. And being able to see everything from the top there, I know it's just a matter of seconds, seconds. that you're up there, but you can still you still have enough time to look. And if you and could time it, on. if you could time it just right at sunset over the lake mm -hmm. and yeah. be at the top of that, just like Millennium Force, if you can time it at the perfect time to get up at the top of Lift Hill just to see that sun setting over the lake, I've got to have that. Last time I was there, it was the most beautiful sight ever, and uh, I would yeah, say Steel I've... Steel Vengeance has a good night view. When you see all the lights yeah. in the park too, so yeah, and then Val Raven has a yeah has a beautiful look. Um, mm -hmm. That's one of the that's one of the reasons why I like riding that ride so much is they placed it just right there. They knew what they were doing at Cedar Point when they placed that coaster the way they placed it. Yeah, for sure. So Jeremy, I have to say, you totally floored me when you said that Windseeker of all things is the one ride that scares you yeah. to death. And you're going over and you're talking Millennium Force, Top Thrill Dragster, Drop Towers. What the heck about Windseeker is so scary? I, I think it's the fact that the restraint, in my personal opinion, doesn't seem to be enough for that type of ride. I won't even sit on the inside of Windseeker. Like, I have to sit on the outside furthest up possible because just when that arm kicks out, that mechanical arm kicks out, and you're about 30 degrees roughly or whatever off center, that just scares the bejesus out of me. I don't know why. So are, you are you like that with others? Like, swing, you know, swing rides like that no. too, or just Windseeker? Just Windseeker. For some reason, that tilt just... I mean, I'll ride... I'll marathon or Skyhawk for... The whole day, I love Skyhawk at Cedar mm. Point, but Windseeker is just a. <laughs> it's so. It's crazy. what about? Um, have you ever something I haven't done yet? But have you experienced like the slingshots? Yes. Now, I yeah, I in two thousand three when I was the uh, supervisor over at Delirium, the year it opened. Uh, one of our res one of our uh, responsibilities as the supervisor and staff is we were trained as a flight or as a uh, site manager or whatever for the park. And so we would have to be the one riding it every day. That that ride, as long as I'm completely locked in, I was good on it. But riding it by myself, though, is not so fun because you drag. If you guys haven't ridden by yourself on that thing, you drag to your one side. So your ball is like lopsided. That mm -hmm. wasn't too fun. But mm. yeah, Slingshot. I really enjoy Slingshot, to be honest with you. So you were over at Delirium. Was there a certain wooden roller coaster that was there when you were working there that kind of got tore down and replaced by a screaming woman? Uh, that was actually my home ride at Kings Island in 2002. I worked it. 2004, I worked it. And a little bit of 2003 as well. Um, 
that that coaster, the Son of Beast, has a uh, very special place in my heart. Um, I've ridden that thousands of times during my time working there. To tell you how many times I've ridden it, uh, if somebody had something, if they heard something wrong on the ride or something like that, uh, I would be the first one that would be called to ride it because I had ridden it so much more than most people in the park. Um, yeah, so Son of Beast is special in my heart. Do you still do you still wish Son of Beast was? still around at king's island because we had a guest on that was glad to see it gone but then he took it back and said no i wish it was still there because rmc would have made it even better yeah i i am sad that it's gone uh for sure and i i agree i think with some other engineers perspectives on that coaster i feel like it could have survived to the point where rmc could have came in and done something to it okay so So. you are with an engineer you have a good back engineer background i was Mm -hmm. so i'm assuming you haven't been out to california theme parks yet. no not yet okay so but i'm pretty sure you've had to see quite a few photos of x2 over at magic mountain that's yes, one very one very unique coaster here in the west coast in fact the most unique coaster in the united states because there's only what four of them four or five in the world most of them in yeah. asia um let's wonder if your thoughts if you ever if, um reviewed x2 in europe i'd love to hear your expert opinion on it as an engineer x2 is definitely a unique one like you mentioned um i can't imagine what it's like to experience that you've obviously ridden it and i just i can't wait to ride it myself it's on my list to come out and make sure i get on it definitely was one heck of an experience i have some people say they love it some people hate it i love it um it all depends where you sit on the train um, my advice is if you ever get to ride it, I would suggest sit in the outside, uh, the inside seat, excuse me, inside seat, because the outside seat will toss you around like a rag doll if you're on the outside. I think also if you're in the back or the front. So, but, uh, hmm. yeah, the way how it spins and rotates, it's just like those 40, uh, 40 spinners. Right. Um, yeah. Except this one's a little more intense with a, a loop where when you go and do your drop, you loop around and you're literally facing straight down to the ground and you're like, Oh my God, what is this? But um, yeah. yeah, if you ever get out to California, Jeremy, yeah. X2, make sure you sit in that inner seat. And <laughs> good to know. I haven't, I haven't ridden a 40 yet. So I haven't made oh, it to, I have. hard to ride one. I didn't, so. I didn't like it. I rode uh, the Joker at Six Flags Great America and I was scared to death to ride, but I did ride it. And David, I will tell you right now, after listening to the first podcast with you and JD, I had to go and start uh, watching YouTube videos of all the coasters you told me that you guys were talking about. And I started watching the X2 flight and I will tell you, I will be scared to death to ride that thing. So yeah. that will be, I am putting myself, when I go to California, that is my coaster challenge is to write yeah. X2. Yeah, I have X2 on my season one on my YouTube channel, and it's a very good one. That, that My video is neat because it has, X2 has music playing during the ride. And mm-hmm. lately that music has been shut off because I guess the, the speakers are just so old that they could not have not fixed them. But I was able to get it with the music perfectly clear on the ride. And I was really, really happy. And the music's really good too. So you guys have to check out my YouTube channel under season one, uh, yep. X2 at Magic Mountain. <laughs> Will do. But, and um, yeah, um, I, I experienced Green Lantern at Magic Mountain. That was my first Intamin spinner. 
Um, but the the SNS, my first one was Batman at Six Flags Fiesta Texas. That was my season season five first video of Fiesta Texas was Batman. Um, I actually had a decent experience on it. I just learned that make sure you keep your pockets fully empty or you have zipper pockets in your shorts because you will lose something on those spinners. But um, yeah, they're very unique. But like I said, it's some people like them. Some people don't. Um, I guess the vest restraints I like about it because it kept me secured. Mm -hmm. Um, The Intamin Green Lantern one, different type of restraint system. And toward the end, I felt like I was going to be ejected out of that at the end because it it goes really fast and you do this fast turn at the end. Mm -hmm. That's the first time I ever screamed bloody murdered as a coaster enthusiast on a ride. Now, if I was pre-coaster enthusiast when I was just getting the courage to get on them, when I was doing my screaming and stuff, but this right. one made me, this one made me panic scream. I felt like I was going to fly off the, uh, the train. And I think that's one reason why it's, they stopped running it. Cause they were having issues like that. But since they tore it down, I was like, well, I'm glad it's gone. It's going to LeBron. Let LeBron deal with it. You know, let them <laughs> see if they can fix it and retheme it. But, but I believe magic Mountain's going to be getting a RMC Raptor, just like yeah, a Jersey that. devil. So, which I'm excited for that because it would be nice to have an RMC Raptor in Southern California because Railblazer's in Northern California. So, and it's not a hop, skip, and a jump for me. It's like, oh, you're in Northern California. You're in Southern, you can get you up to Northern. Northern California is a six to eight hour drive. It's wow. almost like going, it's almost like going from Georgia all the way up to New York <laughs> in yeah. California. So, you know, but so. Jeremy, tell me a little bit about Buckeye Coasters. Um, I, I'm very proud to follow you. I, I share as much as I can when I see you post content. Um, yeah. You do an incredible job. You get out to a lot of parks. You have a, you have a, you have a team built. Tell us a little bit what, what got you started with Buckeye Coasters. So Buckeye Coasters uh, came to me as an opportunity to share my passion and love for coasters like both of you have with people who may not have that opportunity to go somewhere or do something. I know so many people who aren't able to go to Florida and check out the parks in Florida or check out other things. I mean, Buckeye Coasters is not just theme parks and amusement parks. We check out other other entertainment districts like the local Scene 75s here, which are family fun entertainment locations. Uh, we check out museums and stuff too. We went to the Air Force Museum over the weekend and I posted a lot of stuff from that because I just want to give my followers who can't do that and don't have the opportunity to do that an opportunity to see the stuff or videos of it. I mean, yeah. I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful that I have the opportunity to go to these parks and why not share it with everyone? It also would be fun to, and I like what you're doing because. If I travel to Ohio and I go to Cincinnati to go to Kings Island, mm-hmm. it would be nice to know, well, what other fun things outside of Kings Island can I go and visit right. when, I, when the parks close or, or maybe I could take a day off and, you know, and like, and are there any museums or any other, mm-hmm. you know, monuments or stuff? I, the one thing, like when I visited Six Flags America, it's right next to Washington, D.C. And I was like, oh, my God. Right. I haven't been to our nation's capital. So, and it was actually only a 15 minute drive from the park. And I was able to go visit our nation's capital. So yeah, I love to visit like, but it's kind of cool that you like to share and you're also helping all the other industries out there 
activities mm-hmm. and stuff that gives other people who have visiting for the first time to be able to experience other things that around the community, which is really awesome. Yeah, I'm a real big fan of IAPA and everything that IAPA does. So being able to share those other experiences, like you said, I, I've had so many smaller parks and entertainment locations just thank me for just caring about them, let alone the fact that I post about them. I, this weekend, we went to Scene 75 in Columbus. It was it, it, it. I was so humbled. The guy that checked me out, I was like, yeah, I'm here for Buckeye Coasters. I'm going to check out your place. I'm going to take pictures and stuff. And he's like, oh my gosh, I follow you. And I, and I was just great to see that even the smaller businesses, how much they appreciate just getting the word out there. I mean, I spread the word about our local aquarium here, Newport Aquarium, um, Cincinnati Zoo, Columbus Zoo, any news too. Um, but I'm not just, you were asking about the page. And my goal is not just to talk about coasters or any, or just attractions. It's to give the the followers the overall experience. So anybody that yeah. follows my page, you'll see that I cover merchandise. I cover restaurants. I, I cover ta- or, uh, sales for tickets and season passes because that's important information to get that out to people who may not have that opportunity. Yeah. And for them to know that, hey, you might be able to get tickets at a discounted price and visit a park that you've never visited before. So that's my goal. Everything is for the, everything is for the followers for me. That's yeah. what's all that's about. Really, uh, that is really cool. I think it's mm-hmm. really cool. And I like how you, you said you do food restaurant reviews and stuff too, mm-hmm. because whenever you go someplace around the country and you go to a park or something, but you're outside. Yeah. It would be nice. Uh, you're one of the first that I've ever heard that does restaurant reviews outside of parks. Yeah. That's- I love, I love sharing park, what, what the new things are in the park, food opportunities. Um, I usually take pictures of whatever we're eating for the day and promote that location. And then like Dollywood, for example, I even promoted a bunch of their skilled workers that they have there making knives and in the blacksmith shop to the wood carvers. That's all important stuff. In my opinion, that, everybody should know it's not it's just not about the coasters and i know you two understand that and appreciate parks for their whole overall thing but there's a lot of enthusiasts that don't they just go for the parks and the credits and i'm done they don't go and enjoy the park and that's what my my personal goal is to go and enjoy a park if i don't get to ride everything in the park that day it's okay for me as long as i got to get in as much as i can and enjoy it and show everybody what it's like so that that was why buckeye coasters came about and buckeye i'm from the state of ohio and the ohio state buckeyes and stuff so that's where the first part of the name came from and then obviously the main love is for coasters but just parks in general so that's how i came up with the name buckeye coasters because i i struggled for two months trying to figure out a name for what i did and um it's nice to find out that my name is being people are recognizing me i went to texas stingray media day um last year when they opened it in february and i had six people come up to me and they knew exactly who i was i was from buckeye coasters it shows that even in texas i have people who who appreciate what i'm doing and it's more it's it's so great it's so uh I'm so grateful and humble to be able to experience people like that. I had somebody stop me at Dollywood and say, Hey, you're Jeremy from great Ohio coaster club and Buckeye coasters. Aren't you? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, he was so proud to tell me that he's our only member from Gawk and Alabama. And so it's, it's just that too. Anybody sees me in the park, I'm going to sit there and talk to you. We ended up talking to that guy for over a half hour about, wow. 
about <laughs> Alabama splash. And I mean, it was just great. And that's what it's, that's what makes it. And you guys know this too. That's what makes it worthwhile is when you have that follower come up to you and just thank you for what you do and sit and want to talk to you. I don't, I don't ever, I don't ever not talk to a follower or anything like that. I want to meet all my followers. I'm not yeah. there. It's not there. I'm not there for, for my health. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not there for complete shutdown, not talking to anybody. I'm there to meet the followers as well. And I've had followers even send me pictures and stuff and ask for, for uh, if I care to post them and I don't even care to post our own followers stuff. I mean, mm. my page is there for them, the followers. Yeah. So, and that's what it's about. And, you know, yeah. And I, amen. You're preaching to the choir here, man. I will say, uh, I know Iva, you must have quite a few fan base with wildcat mm. coasters and I have quite a, quite a base as well. I mean, <clears throat> I think the one thing that, and since we are discussing this, this is a good time to talk about, you know, the community when it comes to social media and a lot of people that do YouTube and social media sites and stuff like that when it comes to coasters or theme parks in, in the industry. You know, the one thing that when I started doing YouTube five years ago, you know, I, 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 I do a YouTube channel because I love to make videos and I love sharing something, a passion of mine. And roller coasters really changed my life in so many ways and has helped suppress my Tourette's it's really made I feel like I have a second life because of it so I feel like I'm I'm trying to give back I, I've always dedicated my life to service I was a boy scout when I was a kid I was always raised and taught that you always give yourself for service and by helping others and so when I have a fan you know I get I get messages from fans all the time saying, I saw your one video, David, you really helped me get the courage to get on that coaster. And it really changed my life. And I just want to thank you. I had a mother send me a message because the one thing I do for my, for a lot of my followers, especially the ones that, that have been my total supporters. At, like I said, I do things for charity at the end of the, every year for Christmas. So two years ago, I had a lot of memorabilia stuff from the theme park industry. I had park maps from all the parks I visited. I had parkas from Geauga Lake, which Iva, you, you and your husband had given me. I still have a lot of those parkas you gave me. And so what I did was I knew a lot of kids that were big coaster fans. They want to be in. I mean, these are kids that want to be engineers that want to design and build their own coaster. I mean, I have a kid I follow on Instagram. He talks to me all the time. I actually invited him to the West Coast West Coast Racers Media Day preview. I decided yeah. to invite him because he's been such a great friend. We used to go. We met at the park. I I gave them all. Par I gave six kids park maps, a parka, and I gave them a card to wish them a Merry Christmas and that thank you for supporting us. And you know what? I got a message from a parent, from a mother, from one of the kids saying you made and I didn't realize one of the kids was on the spectrum, which made, which made me feel special to hear that, that there's an, another kid who's on the spectrum uh, who has autism said he got your pack, your Christmas package. He said, you made a kid, a, a autistic kid extremely happy today. And he was like, awesome. thrilled. And, and see, like, it's the little things. Like if I can help one person at a, one person at a time, then I'm doing my job. I think that's what we're all doing. We're all doing something that we passionately love. If we're all helping somebody one person at a time, we're we're doing a good job. You know, I'm very proud of it. But I, I will agree. say that 
the three of us work very hard in our own channels and trying to kind of and do our passions and our mission. But I will say that there are people in this industry that have done a good job trying to tear everybody who are trying to do good down. And it's funny because I had emailed, I, I've, I've interviewed Jeff Joyner in a previous episode, and we were talking about how there's people out there that try to tear you down. Mm-hmm. And it really speaks of them of who they are. But it's true. There are quite a few YouTubers out there that, uh, I don't want to be negative here, but it's like we work hard for what we do and we're not, we're not in it for the fame. We're in it for the love for the theme park industry for, and to help people. And, uh, right. Exactly. Right. And the one thing that stands out with me and, and I, we had this discussion with another coaster enthusiast is that coaster challenge is strictly nonprofit. We, we make no money, no monetization. Right. It costs me money. I mean, it, my entire team, it costs them money. We spend hundreds of dollars a month to maintain the software, the equipment, stuff that is mm-hmm. needed because we want to. And that's right. why that shows you a real, how passionate a person is, is by how much they are willing to put out the money, their own hard-earned money to be able to do what they love to do. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just sad because I've met a lot of great YouTubers and they have great channels, but when they ignore you, or they, you know, just shoot you down. That's not, that's not right. It's not how it works. You need to be humble that somebody out there is a fan. If you have fans and supporters, and I know there's some crazy ones out there. I've had a few. I'm pretty sure we've all had a a crazy Mm -hmm. fan out there. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, you got to be humble. You got to be grateful Mm -hmm. because not a lot of people get to have this opportunity. So any fan, any fan that comes to me, I'm always, I take the time to talk to them. Exactly. I will walk with them too. throughout the park. Yep. Mm-hmm. I will ride a coaster with these guys. I will take a picture with them. I even, oh, yeah. you know, if I have extra shirts, I will give them a coaster challenge shirt because yeah. anything that could put a smile on their face, I'm doing my job. Mm-hmm. Right. I agree completely. I mean, there's, I have a follower who comments on every single, every single post that I ever make and, He's so excited for me to meet up with him at Kings Island this summer and everything else. And he's looking forward to it. And that's just such a humbling experience. And like you were saying, too, with giving back to the community, Give the Kids the World uh, organization is a very important organization for me. And uh, my daughter and I last year for the uh, challenge with Kentucky Kingdom, we both raised money for that. Uh, We both raised money for Orion. Um, I actually helped other people to make sure that they got on Orion as well. Um, Because I have a lot of friends that are close to me. Yeah, I was very proud to raise. I raised over $3,000 for a Kid Again Foundation last year. That's awesome. Yes, you were the first writer, in fact, because of it too. Yeah, and I had some criticism on that end. Um, I had some people in the chatter say, oh, you just did it to get on Orion. I said, no. I have no. always cared no. about children and children's mm-hmm. charities and children's cancer and children with Tourette's and autism. I've always, like I said, I have always dedicated my life to service. And when there was an opportunity to help children in need, yeah. And it happens to be in the same passion I love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thank all my supporters who donated money to my campaign. Oh, right. Oh, I, I did that. I did too. You know, yeah. and it's yeah. like, and, and those that are listening, if you had donated money to the Orion First Riders event for me, thank you. It, I am humbled and I am grateful because your guys' support is what brought me up to be the first writer on Orion. And I didn't think I was ever going to get to that 
part. I thought I was going to be like in the middle. I was shocked that I never really win at anything. <laughs> I never do, but I was shocked to be in number three. And uh, the fact that two people ahead of me didn't come to the event and it made me the first writer. I was like, wow. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's just right. some of the biggest memory moments that we all experience in, in, in this passion that we have. I have some fantastic coaster moments. I'm pretty sure, Jeremy, you have some. I would love to hear some of that today. Iva, I know yeah. you have. I'll show you mm -hmm. one good memory. I mean, the Orion event was a great coaster memory that I'll never forget in my mm -hmm. life. But I would say the greatest one I got was I was at a special event at Six Flags Discovery Kingdom, and my buddy and I got to ride the Joker all by ourselves. We had the front row. It was just me and him in the front row nobody in the back of the train and we marathoned it 10 times in a row just the two of us that is a great coaster moment that i will never get how often do you get an rmc coaster to yourself 10 times in a row you know right. that's that's a great coaster moment right there so but how about how about you guys what's what's a good coaster moment have you experienced for me personally it was it's the fact that my daughter and son both share the same passion I do. When Addison got to when Addison got to board Diamondback for the first time, I wasn't able to ride with her because I was in a car accident and I was I was not able to ride. But so this is a one of my favorite moments. My best friend went ahead and took her on the ride, got her her first ride. He's one of my best friends. So being able to experience, let him experience riding her with her for the first time on our first 54 inch ride, um, was a humbling, humbling and amazing experience. And then just in general, just seeing her progression. I mean, there's not too many, there's, there's a lot of people who are under her coaster count right now that are grown people. I mean, wow. she has a hundred and she has 125. Now it's like 128, 128 different coasters that she's ridden on. And, and now I'm grateful that I get to start that with Hayden as well. My son, now that he's hit 48 inches, he's going to be able to ride the majority of stuff now too. So just seeing those first time rides with them and everything, when they hit that mile marker has been really the most memorable moments for me on coasters. How about you, Iva? What was your, one of your best coaster moments? Oh, I would probably have to say that I got ch chosen to do the um, still vengeance um, media opportunity where Cedar Point had thrown out an invite for anybody who wanted to help out with the um, photography and videography of Steel Vengeance. They could sign up and I was actually chosen to help with that. So I was uh, working with the best up at Cedar Point with Tony Clark and all their media team that morning. We got to ride Steel Vengeance seven times without getting off and all of the uh, media that was taken that day was things that you see on the website. I was actually featured on a picture on a McDonald's cup. And I actually had people in our coaster community noticed my picture and like, Hey, I know that's you on that, on that cup. And I thought that was the coolest thing. It was actually um, Austin from steel and wood riders. Who's the one who uh, messaged me. He's like, you're on this cup, check it out. So wow. yeah, yeah, that's a lot of fun. That is the one thing I have not had done yet. I mean, I've been on, I, I had an opportunity to be on a Knott's, Knott's Berry Farm commercial for uh, hang time, but that was through a ACE. But I will say ACE was probably one of the, some of the best opportunities to get me on, uh, oh my gosh, Electric Eels Media Day, uh, got to see, uh, got to sign an actual 
poster uh, coaster posts <laughs> that was nice um but i mean that i think that's what's why being a coaster enthusiast is so awesome people can call us nerds all they want but you know what we're we're having the best time of our lives and it's not just us individually but when you have family and you have friends that's what really makes it memorable especially like i was just on the phone recently today with a coaster dad who's got a a a son who's he's about now he's 15 and uh he said we have been he says we have been in a rush to go and experience as many coasters while my son was a kid because we know as he gets older it's going to get tougher to have those memories because when they get older they'll start to start getting out of wanting to do that stuff with their parents so the fact that you guys have kids that are young you guys are able to interact and spend time like that while they're young yeah. is very yeah. important to you parents because when they get older when they become teenagers we were all teenagers once mm-hmm. we can all agree they don't want to be hanging out with their parents nope. yep. and so this is where you need to ch- really cherish those moments and make sure you capture every single moment and uh They'll appreciate that when you capture their moments as a kid, because when they get older, they're going to want to look back at all that stuff. And think, I guess today's kids have it made because social media helps bring those, keep those memories going. Where right. when we were kids, we didn't have social media to cherish a lot of photos and videos of like when I was playing water polo in high school or I was playing semi-pro football, there were no videos on youtube of my teams back in the day in high school or in my semi-pro team and uh i wish that there were because i would love to go back on youtube and go type in my team name and be like 1999 and see what pops up there's really not that much in our generation which is yeah yeah. i mean you're right i mean today on my facebook we went to discovery cove one year ago or two years ago today so being able to see we went with my wife's best friend and her her child and and our kids and like you said they're lucky we're lucky we're able to see those memories with today through the social media mm-hmm. aspect because i got to i got to re-experience that that time at discovery cove today when i was going through my time lapse or whatever all right so let's uh, talk one last subject and i'm pretty sure iva is going to want to no more uh, you guys will have a definitely in-depth conversation on this one um so one thing the mission of a coaster challenge is not just helping breaking people's fears but you know we gotta talk about one elephant in the room and that is the the bullying and you know that happens in kids lives i was like talking to a few parents in the past about it i was talking to my sister my nephews get bullied um I was badly bullied as a kid, you know, for my Tourette's. And uh, so I know when it comes to bullying, it becomes a personal issue with me because of how severe I can see it go. And the one parent I was talking to the other day brought up a good point. It's like, I would say when we were kids, the internet was not around. So when we went to school, bullying would only happen while you're in school. And when you went home, the bullying was done for the day. Today's kids have bullying all day long 24 7 and it's not just in the schools coaster community has had severe bullying as well mm-hmm. and uh there's a lot of the young ones that do it too and um i think us adults here 
need to really should have a nice discussion about this one. And I know, Jeremy, you and I have talked privately and we've always had a uh, when it comes to this issue with bullying in the community, bullying, it's a very sore subject, but uh, definitely I feel like it's something we need to talk about and see if we can help people that are listening out there to see what what pointers and advice we can get them, not just to break their fears, but just just from the bullying, just all, everything in general. We, you know, There's people out there that are looking for change. They're looking to make their lives better. And um, so let's start like what what advice, Jeremy, can you give people? From, from what you've seen in your life, what advice can you give to that one individual who's listening, who wants to make a change and wants to do something good? You know, what, what advice do you think you could give that person? Well, um, I will let people know on this podcast that I have been subject to bullying in our own community, unfortunately. Um, and it's been tough. Um, but my one advice to our to the listeners right now, our listeners right now, is to talk to somebody that you know and can trust in the community. Um, having that good, solid core of people like both of you, I consider you guys part of my close group of friends inside my inside of the Coaster community. Um, being able to just have an outlet to talk to people. I mean, don't let it don't let it bottle up inside. Um, is the biggest thing that I've learned um, because it doesn't get you anywhere. Um, it just makes it worse, to be honest with you. Um, and that's why I've become a pretty big advocate to help and stop any bullying I see in our community as soon as I see it. And I'll stick up for anyone in our community, especially after what I've gone through with some of the bullying in my against me myself. Because I had a friend who stuck up for me, put his foot down, said it needed to stop. And I can't thank him enough for that today and you and Iva and a few others in the community for, for being real, genuine people. Find, find those people who make up that solid group of people to help because we're all in it together. We're supposed to be a family and we've talked right. about, I've talked about that with other followers and stuff. We're not supposed to be going against each other or anything like that. I, it, it's just sad that some people want to take success out on others or see that somebody's doing something that they're not and yeah. and make it known you you have to be there almost for that person too that's the other thing i've realized is i need to not be mad at that person but how can i help that person get over that and don't hold it against them and that's something big that i've learned over the last two years because um, Buckeye Coasters has been around since 2019, February of 2019. So we just hit our second year in February, or February, which is huge. And I'm, I want people to know that I'm here for them too. I don't put up with it. I don't agree with it. If you need somebody to back you up, I'm here for you in the community. And that's how it should be. We all yes. supposed to back each other up. The one thing about if you're a YouTuber, everybody makes very unique videos. I've watched mm -hmm. a lot of YouTube and I've probably seen almost every coaster enthusiast YouTubers videos out there. And that includes coaster studios. Taylor's a great guy. I've had the honor of meeting him. Logan and coaster kids. They do a good job, you know, in the loop. I love their videos. Um, happily ever Novak with Clint Novak and his wife. They do a great Disney right. video. I mean, it's just, I mean, I would say the first YouTuber that got me in the, watching POVs and stuff when I was starting to research about coasters. There was a coaster 
there's a coaster channel called Roller Coaster Commotion, and the host was Jonathan Paula. He was probably one of the original, original coaster YouTubers out there, and his videos are still on YouTube to this day. He stopped doing roller coasters. He now does movie reviews, but he did all my local home parks, and he did up in Northern California. And his videos were just fantastic. They, they, they inspired me of my idea how to do my coaster challenge videos in a way, but I wanted to add my own unique to them. And that was the mm-hmm. neatest thing about YouTubers. It's, this is not a competition. Every YouTuber has a love, no, not wrong. just for theme parks, but they have a passion for cinema. People love mm-hmm. doing filmmaking. Taylor makes excellent videos. I see him making mm-hmm. an actual movie someday from a major studio and it's probably going to be theme park theme watch mm-hmm. tba on that one mm-hmm. you know watch. Yeah. he's got a future and i can see him going far just like every other person who has a passion for filmmaking they all make everybody has a different style and i like that i like multiple styles you know i like how one person does a pov this way or somebody did these outside povs this way and somebody got this incredible shot of of fury this direction you know that you don't see on any other video i mean everybody's got a unique way how they do their videos some people add music some people don't some people are have are in front of a camera some people are behind a camera but it's just how you make the video is what makes people like them and and people have Mm -hmm. many different tastes of that and like iva you make excellent videos jeremy you make great we all make great videos you know and it's like there's a lot of YouTubers out there. They deserve love and support. Mm-hmm. And v- mm-hmm. they, there's there's some channels I've seen. They have low subscribers and low views. But I honestly believe YouTube suppresses p- people's channels and only puts the most popular ones on there. And it keeps people who are actually make great videos being mm-hmm. able to shine. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that that's one of the challenges we went through. But I guess the key thing in the community is... People should start sharing more videos more often on their social media feeds uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and talk about it. Say, hey, you know what? Check out this video I watched. It's, I really mm-hmm. liked it. I hope you guys do too. Send this guy some love, you know? And right. there's times where you don't see that much with people anymore. You just don't. And all you see is competition. They're just yeah. trying to tear you down. And it's just sad. You know? I mean, I do what I do because I love what I do. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to compete. I'm not trying to compete with any other YouTuber. I'm just doing what I do, what I love. I'm trying to spread my message, my love, and trying to help others. Just like, Jeremy, you're spreading your message, your passion, your mission. Iva, you're spreading your passion, your mission, you know? And I think that people need to have a little, be a little more uh, courteous and kindness to other people who are trying to just share their passions. Mm -hmm. And and a lot of times... And I, I agree with people have previous guests we've had on our podcast have said people who tear you down, that speaks that's that that really speaks on how they are as a person. It's yeah, not that's us. Important. It's not us. It's it's them. They are yeah, the ones a- that are having the problem, you know, but they could do what we do. You know, people get jealous and it's sad because. I'm not out there to compete. I'm just out there to spread positivity. And I agree. There's too many of them that think it's some type of comp- competition these days. And it's sad that they do that. Yeah. Um, and I think it takes people like us to just keep moving forward. What we love to do and just stay, keep staying down the road, 
n- ignore the drama and just keep doing your passions, just like anybody out there. Like if, if there's a kid right now listening to this podcast, you can do anything you want. Absolutely, live your passion. 100%. Live your passion. Live your passion. One hundred percent. Live your passions. You know, and take take whatever passion you have in your heart and turn it into something special. And while you're young, you got a whole life ahead of you to really make it into something. Because I'm almost forty years old right now. And I'm, I'm almost halfway through my life. And right now in my situation, I want to leave a mark in this world. And if I can do this by spreading, you know, love and joy and helping somebody live a better stressful life, that's my mission is I want to, I want to make an impact in people's lives. So when I leave this planet, I could be remembered for something good. Yeah. And, so. and I thank you. I thank you for, for doing that. I mean, there are so many up-and-coming young YouTubers, fit, social media platforms like me, who I monitor. All right, I do more platform work. I'm getting into the YouTube more, but I do a lot of sharing of your videos and sharing of other people's videos. But those young kids that have this passion, we got to like cheer them up, pump them up, make them stay. I mean, there was a 16-year-old I saw over the weekend at Dollywood when we went to opening weekend. He was doing the filming thing and stuff, and it just made my heart, like you, David, I'm sure, and I would both feel, just made you so happy to see because you're right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be 36 this year, so I'm almost in the same boat as you, David. So, I mean, the fact that my daughter and my son took 550 pictures at my six-year-old on my cell phone now, 300 of them weren't good because his finger was in front of the, but 200 of them were great. And I but shared some trying. of them. I he's know, trying he's trying. And, sharing, and he's sharing his passion with, and with others. And, so. and, and that was his first event he had ever gone to. Addison's the same way. When she saw him with a camera, she's like, oh my gosh, I, 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 want, I want something to take pictures on too. And then Steve's son, who was with my partner, Carson. was with me at the time. Carson was like, Dad, Carson I want your kid. awesome for Dollywood Media Day. He was right up there with Steve taking pictures. He was so excited. I know. I Carson. loved spending the day with him. <laughs> Carson was like, Dad, I want your phone now. I'm taking pictures too because Hayden's taking pictures. So I love the fact that you are will- You both are willing to share the- share this and get those people out there and tell them, do your passion. It, it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't yeah. matter who you are. Do your passion. Right. Yeah. And don't let anybody tell you you can't do it. No. Exactly. 100%. No. And Sorry. Jeremy, you can back me up too because honestly, that is why Wildcat Coasters and Buckeye Coasters is here today because we were tired of being involved with other people's drama and we went out yep. there to do exactly what we love and that's when our channels were formed because we were exactly. tired of not, you know, somebody telling us to do it this way or somebody to do it that way. I was so sick and tired yeah. of being fought against and I wasn't enjoying myself. And that's when I said, I've had enough and I'm going to do it my way. And I've continued wildcat coasters has been around for four years now and I am in love with it. And I'm so happy to have friends that have my back, like the two of you that we can rely on each other all the time. And the fact that we share each other's posts, that's what it's all about is the family part. Jeremy, I know you are, you know, but one of the good friends with Midwest Coaster fans. You share a lot of their stuff yeah. and I'm friends with them as well. You know, we're the, we're a family and we need to work together. It's not about the bullying. 
and no. families don't bully each other. Families bond, and we need to have that bond. I'll tell you, I'll be honest with everybody on this podcast. The time that you us three got to share together that one day was mm-hmm. one of the highlights of my coaster memories because I was surrounded by good people. Mm-hmm. And it and it was just a great day it ended up being. And I can't thank you two enough for the memories and being there for me as well, too. Because, uh, I mean, I would do anything for either one of you. So Likewise. Yes. <clears throat> Likewise. I love when that picture comes up, by the way, at Kentucky Kingdom for the Kentucky Flyer. I know. We, we just had a memory. I, I had a memory on Facebook and I saw some people yep. shared that photo memory of all the group of us at Kentucky Kingdom for Kentucky Flyer. And it was a great day. It was a rainy day at the it end. Was rainy, but, uh, but, it was. but you know what? It was, it was one of my favorite times that I've ever had at any coaster event. And I, I mean, was it was really just, sad because I was at Kings Island the last two years and I missed you. I know you were, yeah, like I, know. I said, you travel all over. So we're going to have to, the next time I get out to Ohio, I got to let you know ahead of time when I'm heading out there. So that way we yeah. can get to Cedar Point or Kings Island. Absolutely. You know, I would and love I'll to do, get a I, group. And I'm planning to come to California at some time in the next two years. So, you know, I'll be hitting you up then too. Definitely. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Well, hopefully maybe you'll come down to Florida in the end of October some <laughs> this year. <laughs> uh, I'm highly considering it. After not not you'll be down there. It would be nice to get a group of enthusiasts together, not just in the park, but we can go outside the park and have a barbecue and just finally get to know each yeah. other and share our passions and stuff, you know? So, but you know what, you know, guys, and I know Iva, you, you and I are both leading this interview together um, but this is probably one of the greatest conversations, you know, we're getting more in depth over when it comes to the bullying because, you know, bullying ties like right into fear. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if you all think about it, if you all think about it, fear is the central problem that causes everything from hatred, bullying, anxiety, stress, depression. It is the main source. It's amazing in my life that a roller coaster knocked all my fears out the door. I mean, when I was a kid, I was one of those really shy kids that hid behind my behind your mother, even with family coming over. I mean, that's how afraid I was back then. And when and having Tourette's at nine years old, the bullying that I got experienced, it's really sad when teachers were bullying you because of your Tourette's. Because of, yeah. Yeah. And that was what I experienced. And it was in it and at the time in the nineties, that was something because nobody knew what Tourette's was just like nobody knew what autism was. And it's not till today. Everybody knows what Tourette's is. Everyone knows what autism, ADHD, ADD. I mean, there's a lot of cases out there. There's a lot of people on the spectrum. Um, mm-hmm. I'm amazed. And, um, but I think it's because of fear. Fear is what's causing it. So <laughs> I think that the mission that all of us coaster enthusiasts need to do is, we need to help as many people as possible break their fears because if we can help one person at a time, I think this country will move forward much better if people were more fearless than being fear- fearful. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. And you also need to realize you are not alone. If And if you are listening to this and you are be- being bullied, please feel free to reach out to any one of us and we would be glad Absolutely. to take the time to help you. Yes. And, and you can reach out to any coaster. You can reach out to coaster kids. You can reach out to, you know, to us. 
you can reach out to any YouTuber or any coaster, or even even if you're an organization like ACE, the American Coaster Enthusiasts. I mean, there's organizations, there's people out there that will listen, you mm-hmm. know, and we're here to help. And, you know, our, that's why we have our YouTube videos and stuff. We're trying to help people bring some joy, bring some fun and, you know, get them to get them out of their comfort zones a little bit and try to do what we do. You know, right. I'm trying to like, like I said, I'm turning 40 beginning of May and Iva's heard me say it. But I was telling him uh, we had Clint Novak on the show recently. And uh, I told Clint, I said, I think to kick off my 40th birthday, I want to go to Las Vegas and do the sky jump off the stratosphere yeah I, I saw somebody do that I, that's my next thing to do too yeah but that's like my ultimate fear is i've oh, it's funny it's a lot of coaster enthusiasts are afraid are, are they're coaster most coaster enthusiasts i've heard that are that are deep still have a fear of heights which is interesting considering we've been launched lifted tossed like two three four hundred feet high <laughs> you know yeah. so but um I, that would be my ultimate uh, challenge is to to do that jump. It's a 113 story jump, so it's like it's at least it's controlled descent. But uh, I, I definitely am trying to work my way up to doing it. The thing is, it costs 184 dollars to Ooh, do. Yeah, you know. So that's why it's that I'm like, am I gonna have the money to do it? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Tune in next time on that one. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you know, so. I have to say, guys, this was a really good conversation, and I know we're going to have to cut it short, but uh, Jeremy, I really want to take the time to thank you so much for joining us today on this wonderful episode, and it was a pretty in-depth conversation. So for our viewers that are listening, where can they find you on social media, Jeremy? Uh, They can find me on Facebook, uh, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. And I can't thank you enough. Um, It was an honor to be able to come on with you guys and talk with both of you. Um, and I'm just so grateful for it. So I appreciate it for having me. Pleasure is ours. Yes, pleasure. And, uh, Thank you for taking the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, uh, I, I, I was pretty excited when I heard um, that you wanted me to come on as a guest. So I, I really appreciate it. Oh, it's a great honor. And, uh, and, you know, well said what you said in this episode and uh, yeah. And also you're welcome to come on anytime. Anytime we want to talk Absolutely. about a certain subject. So. Absolutely. Right. I'm well, totally thank- up for it. So. All right. Well, thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you, Iva, for that interview with Jeremy. Um, the one thing I can take from the whole interview, sorry about that, um, was something that's close to me. It's being bullied. I don't like it. Luckily for me, I was one of those kids that, yeah, I got picked on. But I kind of, I, I figured ways to get rid, to take care of it. I would either tell a teacher, my parents, someone. That's the best thing to do. Don't don't try to bottle it up. Don't try to just push it down. It, it's just going to create a bigger problem. If you get it out in the open, it can be addressed. I will say one thing is that for those that are listening that are being bullied out there, rather within the community or outside the roller coaster community, Continue on with your dreams and passions that you love to do. Don't let anybody tear you down because usually, most of the time, if someone's bullying you out there, it's because they are jealous that you're you're doing something that they can't do. And the one thing is, you, you don't you don't bully the bully. Sometimes it's to find out and understand why they are bullying you. 
And a lot of times when you stand up to them, a lot of times they back off. Sometimes when you stand up, I've, I've had a bully in my life and uh, I stood up and I defended myself and uh, all of a sudden we became good friends. And, but not all not all situations end up like that. No, there are just don't. some people out there that just truly hate people and they just want to do anything they can just to make someone else's life miserable. But you know what, folks? I never let any bully stop me from doing what I love. And I just came to the point where I've just learned to ignore and ignore them a lot of the times and I just continue on focusing on what's more important in my life and being around the people that matter the most. Yeah. Um I mean if you if you're, you know, in school, definitely tell your parents, tell the teacher. It's talk to somebody about talk it. Talk to someone. Yes. Talk to anybody out there who will listen and see and, and get the advice and wisdom needed and just figure out from there. But I will say Jeremy and Iva had a very good conversation along with me and uh, some good lessons in this episode. And uh, we hope that you guys enjoyed it. Um, tune in next week. We will have another exciting episode every Friday. Make sure to hit that subscribe button on on the podcast streaming you're listening to. And uh, if you guys have any comments or suggestions, please feel free to drop them in the comments box below and uh, we always look forward to hearing our viewers on what they uh, what they feel on things and uh, but uh, we got another exciting episode next Friday and until then this is David Cantu this is JD Prescott and we'll see you next week right here on Coaster Challenge do you accept the Coaster Challenge <laughs>